Welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. This is a special bonus episode of the podcast recorded live at Weapons of Mass Creation during the Dribble Meeting. I sit down with two Stephanies, Steph Squared, if you will, for short conversations about life, work, and a ton of random stuff, all right after this. At Creative South, we love Astute Graphics plugins. First time sponsors of Creative South 2016, Astute Graphics makes innovative plugins for Adobe Illustrator. These popular plugins lead the way in imaginative tools for vector designers that significantly save time, boost creativity, and achieve refined results. Astute Graphics have developed 14 popular plugins over the last 10 years, including VectorScribe, Phantasm, Texturino, and Mirami, all of which are offered on a free 14-day full trial. Go ahead and give them a try. Astute Graphics are currently holding their summer sale, where they are offering up to 60% off their plugins. Usually all 14 of their plugins sell for 545 pounds, approximately $700. However, the 60% off sale now means you can get all 14 plugins Astute Graphics makes for 218 pounds. That's approximately $287 or 258 euros. Click the link in the show notes to get this great deal. Cotton Bureau is for designers who want a no-hassle way to get their tees worn by people and wants to be surrounded by other great designs. All designs are crowdsourced by the Cotton Bureau community and only the shirts that make the cut get printed. And best of all, this isn't a contest. Cotton Bureau splits all the profits with their designers. You don't need to worry about the printing, shipping, or logistics of it all. You can just put up the tee and tell everyone you know to go and buy one. Plus, if you're looking for a great shirt and you love barbecue, check out Low and Slow by Creative South co-founder Mike Jones. The gorgeous design reminds you that barbecue is not grilling. Barbecue is a way of life. Low and Slow is how we cook the meat in a special way. The pig is the cue. This shirt is perfect for all you barbecue lovers out there. So head over to Cotton Bureau or click the link in the show notes to get the Low and Slow shirt. Hug some necks and break bread with folks. Try that again. So I am uh, here at the Dribble Meetup at WMC Fest with Stephanie Irigoyen. Stephanie, why don't you uh, give me a little rundown on who you are and give me your little bio? Uh, well, I'm a designer in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work for Florida State University, technically under the Florida Center of Interactive Media. And I do design, trying to get into illustration, animation. Uh-huh. And just trying to figure stuff out because I'm hitting my quarter life crisis. Your quarter life crisis? Yes. And you are a fairly, if I remember correctly, you're a fairly recent grad of UCF, right? No, FSU. FSU? <laughs> Three years ago. Oh, well, that, that makes sense why you're <laughs> in Tallahassee. Yeah. So, um, all right. For some reason, I always thought I kept seeing you with uh, AIGA Orlando stuff. No, I'm with, technically with AIGA Jacksonville, but that even though I don't live there, just because I wanted to be a part of AIGA. Which, I'm trying to do the math here. Which one is closer to you? They're Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Is? That's two and a okay. half hours. Orlando's four hours from Tallahassee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go to Lakeland and then take a left. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, no. that's much easier to just go to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, how'd you get into design? Uh, well, the story's kind of funny because I went into college 
uh, planning on going into film. Mm -hmm. And then I missed the deadline for applying to the film school. Mm -hmm. And then I needed to pick something else. So I went into communications. And then I got one bad grade and they kicked me out of the communications major for a year. And so I was like, okay, something else. It was a D in ethics. (laughs) So I like to say I failed ethics. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so many follow-up questions. Oh, yeah. How do you feel? How unethical <laughs> do you have to be to get a D in ethics? I don't think they're technically correlating. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a good person, but I just missed well, the so word Donald count. Trump, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you not know, compare if you want, me to... If you want to talk about ethics and... <laughs> oh, oh, that's just a whole... I will go on for hours on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it politics unrelated. <laughs> good, good. Um, but I, yeah, I got a D in ethics, <laughs> and then my GPA went down enough that communications major was like, hey, you need to hey, not be here. Hey, you're bringing a record down. Go away. Yes. So I went to the art school, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, guys, you want me? And they were like, yes. they don't give a yes. shit if you're ethical or not there. <laughs> yep. So I went into the graphic design major, which is I've always liked that kind of stuff. I just mm-hmm. didn't think of it as a career. And uh, I actually used to make T-shirts when I was 14. Ah. Yeah, and just like... Well, how were you making t-shirts back when you were 14? Cafe Press. Oh, the nice. magic of the internet. So you weren't going to Michael's and getting like the you-do system and I some did when paint. I was 10. Oh. See, there you go. Wow. I didn't even think about that. I started making t-shirts with those little transfer-ons when I was like 10. And then I was introduced then to Photoshop. To puffy paint, and then you were introduced to Photoshop, right? I would say the other way. Puffy paint transfers oh, okay. that I made word art and printed it out on that transfer stuff nice. and then ironed it on. Classy work. Finally got Photoshop. Still terrible designs, for the record, <laughs> for my 14-year-old self. I but can't imagine why. You know, <laughs> 14-year-olds have so much experience, life experience <laughs> that they can pull from, too. They uh, were Twilight designs, too. <sighs> hey, don't judge. I'm fo- I was 14. Uh, no, still judging you. <laughs> it's Twilight. It was the times, you know? Just That's what was in 10 years ago. But, uh, yeah, from there, just I always enjoyed Photoshop. And then when I started going to school for it, I was like, yeah, this this works. This makes sense for my art and computer skills. Gotcha. So you finally um, you finally get kicked out of communications department (laughs) and pursue a life in the arts. Yes. Um, Art student life. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Was it a culture shock for you? Kind of a. Uh, it kind of seemed like I always m- was supposed to be there. Okay. It felt it was nice. Uh, the people were all very similar to me, uh, minus you know the douchey artists that there's always in art school. Uh, it, 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 it it's a requirement. It, yeah, someone has to think way too much of themselves yep. and has to you know. Yep. But everyone else was pretty great. Um, a lot of my classmates that are still around, like we're we're still hang out in Tallahassee because there's just. Uh, a vibe at the FSU graphic design school just mm-hmm. actually the FSU graphic design sc- uh, BFA graphic design uh, closed down because they wanted to focus in uh, studio art instead of graphic design really so instead they decided to turn uh, design into a focus at one out of four that you could have in uh, in the studio art degree uh, it's very silly. We all so argue against it. It's still a major, it. but it's not. It's really not a really major. a major, yeah. So it's a it's a concentration. This podcast is now a protest against the closing down of the FSU Graphic Design School. Well, I will be sure that the uh, <laughs> dean of arts and sciences um, gets to hear this. Yes, um, to know that you're voicing your disapproval of it. Yes, 
they're that's your audience, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots. Well, I have a few professors that listen to me, but lots of um, very academic types that love <laughs> the Creative South podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. So you you're, you're taking classes. Um, doing all that stuff what do you do when you get out of school do you immediately go to work for fsu or do you i basically did um the story goes that i graduated i had been applying to places already Mm -hmm. in tallahassee and out of tallahassee just trying to figure out where to go sure and i went home for the summer to south florida which is where my family is Mm -hmm. and was just applying sending out stuff got like a few rejections got a few uh phone interviews you know how it goes a lot of thanks but no thanks yeah you know how it goes and um i applied to fsu Mm -hmm. and then didn't hear back for about a month and then uh i had a planned trip with my family to go to peru which is where we're from so we went for three weeks and i brought my phone but it was in airplane mode the entire time we get back from peru and by the way i'm like really sick with the flu it was not a fun trip back and i like turn on my phone in the airport waiting for a ride and it's like someone from FSU telling me that they would love to interview me and I was just like oh my god I really was interested in this job and I need a job (laughs) and it was two weeks ago that they had called and I was like oh no I've lost it for sure sure so I after my freak out I uh we get back to the house and I call the next day and the guy is still interested in uh, interviewing me. And he's like, can you do like Tuesday, which was like three days away. And I'm in South Florida and mm-hmm. still sick. I was like, yeah, sure. OK, I'll be right there. And so you I took a lot of emergency. Oh, my God. Packed up the car and drove. Drove back up the like eight hours. Eight hours back to Tallahassee while sick. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Made it to the interview and apparently didn't seem like disgustingly sick enough for them to be turned off by that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Or you at least faked it well enough where they didn't notice. Hopefully, yeah. And then after that, I got a second interview, and they liked me enough that they offered me a job at the second interview. Yeah, very cool. So um, so how long have you been working there now? Three years. Three years? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So has your role grown since you've been there? A little, yeah. Um. I was lead artist on a few courses that we did this year, so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. I got to design the the whole, uh, not really branding because it kind of had a branding already, but just kind of the direction that it went in. Sure. And uh, I talked my work into getting a vibe, so now I'm one of the people in charge of figuring out 3D art and modeling stuff for what we could create with the vibe. Okay, so you, you're <laughs> going to have to fill me in and maybe people who aren't... Uh... <laughs> Or who are on my intelligence Who don't play video games as much as I do. Exactly. What is a Vive? A Vive. The HTC Vive. Not that I'm plugging it or anything, but it's a VR technology. if you would like to sponsor the podcast, HTC, please feel free to do so. Oh, yeah. My email is jason at creativesouthga.com. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Vive has like the headset and the controls and you set up... Uh, light boxes in the room and then it knows where you are Uh so there's a ton of games but uh, part of what we do at the center is like interactive media so you know I talked the my work into getting this new technology and trying to get ahead of it before you know everyone else already has their like knows where they are with it so I said let's get our foot in the door on this Mm -hmm. and they decided to listen and got the the vibe and now we're just going to try and explore 
like what we can do with it and uh, ways to incorporate it into education because right now it's a lot of games, but gotcha. there's definitely ways to to incorporate it into uh, into education and teaching people. Very cool. Well, I'll look forward to uh, seeing what comes from that. <laughs> um, we're getting close to wrapping up here. So, what is the best advice and worst advice you've ever been given? Oh, let me think. Best advice, I would say, was to just, like, just make work. Just keep making things. Because sometimes I get all up in my head, and I think everyone else does, too. And what, designers think too much? What? And uh, I just don't create enough. Like, I had a period when I first got my job that I didn't put aside any time mm-hmm. to make things for myself. And I realized, like, after that, that I hadn't produced anything in a, so long that I was like falling behind. Sure. Even though I know that doesn't technically happen, but oh, it can. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was missing like new trends, and I wasn't following new designers, and like life was moving on without me because I just stopped at, at my job. So I just put in the time to to make work and just put it out there and just try and like talk to people too. Sure. So that's my advice: is make work. And talk to people online. They're not all mean, you know? Most of us are not serial killers. Yeah, or trolls. Or trolls. So, uh, Dribble community is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I like them. Um, And then the worst advice. Let me think. I I don't know that I've gotten really terrible design-related advice. I don't know. Let me think. Really terrible terrible life life advice? Uh... A little. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta think on this. I make bad decisions on my own, really. I think the <laughs> the worst advice I've ever gotten was to not or to not do something because then I do it. When you tell me not to do something, I will do it. Uh-huh. Especially if I'm already intent on doing it in the first place. And then you say, Stephanie, don't. No, I will do it now. Well, I will be sure to encourage you to walk out in traffic if you're. Um <laughs> about to walk you're gonna save me yeah yeah uh, if you're gonna do the opposite of what i said when it's you not always the just later. when i'm really intent on it oh okay yes. well what if you're so, really intent on crossing stephanie the street, don't but the light's still green don't go you know skydiving kind of thing i feel like i'm lecturing my children with this right now <laughs> yeah i i'm out of control so you feel free to skydrive just remember to make a sure the shirt shoot works <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely so, all right. So wrapping up, where can people find more of Stephanie I? Uh, StephanieIrigoyen.com uh, or Irigoyen Design. Technically, okay. both links work. Um, I also somehow talked a lot without talking about Design Week, mm-hmm. but I am planning, a, organizing a Design Week for Tallahassee, Florida. Awesome. And you can find that at designweektlh.com mm-hmm. or designweektallahassee.com. And I'm on Dribble, Twitter, like just my name's pretty unique, except for the one other Stephanie Uruguayan in bitch. Florida who is a legal aid. How dare she? Yeah, yeah, but she's older than me, so I can't even argue. You can still argue. I will argue. Uh, she, so when you Google aid, me, she probably is a better at arguing. That's true. It, you can Google me, and uh, me and her are the only Stephanie Uruguayans to pop up. There you go. So. But I'm the designer, so I'm cooler. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me this afternoon and uh, go out and hug some necks. Yes, definitely. All right.
want to join a rural derby team, but their training camp is doing like when I'm at conferences, and I'm really bummed about that because everyone's like, "You're a tiny, like you're a tiny vicious thing. Like you would be great." Okay, see now we have to talk more about this, and we're already recording. Oh my god! So I picked you up <laughs> talking about. <laughs> no, this is now this is now extended content from the Stephanies. <laughs> yes, so I am uh, now here with Stephanie. What's your last name? Slilling. One more time. Um, Slilling. Slilling. Okay, it's I will a lot try of vowels and things. It's Filipino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dribble meetup part two. This is Stephanie squared, um, <laughs> and, and we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> but um, Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Um, I'm a, actually a graphic designer. I work in-house. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to actually even share where I work at. What, you work at the CIA? No, I don't. I don't. If I did, I wouldn't be doing this podcast now. <laughs> um. <laughs> if you were a st- uh, graphic designer at the CIA, yes. you could still talk about what um, you do. But yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm a graphic da- designer. I work uh, corporate in-house, and mm-hmm. I generally do a mix of print and media stuff, actually. Okay. So a lot of web stuff. Pretty cool. Gotcha. So how did you get your start? Um, okay, so I actually was making web pages back in the day, like 2001, Angel Fire, GeoCities, oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think my site's probably still there on like the internet somewhere. Oh, now I got to look up on GeoCities. Um, yeah, I started doing like the HTML code. So of course, everything was in Comic Sans with lime green backgrounds. It was beautiful. And I actually like did some t-shirt designs, but I was really actually not into this it. This is a theme amongst the Stephanie's t-shirt um, designs. I was actually not that into it. I was just like, okay, I'll do web design casually or stuff just to make like uh, teenage fan pages for like Sailor Moon or whatever. Because I totally made Sailor Moon fan pages. It was awesome. But then when college started coming, um, I was thinking between two things. I wanted to do either an art degree or forensic sciences, which are, you know, completely similar. Um, But my parents, being like the dutiful Asian parents they are, were like... We're not comfortable with you doing an art degree unless it makes some sort of salary. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "How about graphic design? I think, I think they that's make just called money." Parenting. That isn't even uh, Asian. That's uh, oh, it, okay, fair enough. Because you know, I, I was an art major too, and yeah, I think they thought I was going to be living in a cardboard box for a while. Afterwards, I was like, "Fine, I'll do that graphic could be an design." Interesting art project. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, so I just I was like, "I'll do graphic design." The compromise was. Could not go to an art school. The second compromise, my bargaining chip was, I can go anywhere I want to. They were like, fine. So I went to New York City. <laughs> uh, so I studied uh, visual arts with a concentration in graphic design in Fordham University. Okay, good school. And yeah, it's like, a, it's weird. Like, basically, the further west you go, the more people like don't recognize it, mm-hmm. unless they're a lawyer, because they apparently have a really, really good law yeah, school. Yeah, very good law school. And yeah, so then I ended up there, and that was actually really awesome because um, a lot of things like AIGA's headquarters are there. Mm. Um, like I would walk walk down the city and gaze like wistfully at Pentagram's office from afar, mm-hmm. and it, and there's just a, there was just like a lot of opportunities to learn and um, just grow as a designer because you had so many like you have so many areas that are a mix of old and new that you see like. Not just Helvetica, but like everything else. Um, I did see a few hobos. Uh, the font. You're in, oh, yes. okay. Well, and a few hobos that well, people um, probably Yes, too. that too. I that, mean, you that's are in, anywhere. You know, a major city, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also like there's a few other places that 
like Noble Desktop, and like it was it was just it's just it was just a really good place, and there was like a ton of places that have designed like design books. Like, sure, FIT had a really great bookstore. Um, You've got Pratt that's right there. Pratt's too. right there, yeah. Cooper Union, all mm-hmm. that stuff. There's plenty of places around. Yeah, it, it was so it was actually probably like I just wanted to go to New York, but it was a good decision. Hey, it worked out for you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that sucked was I graduated in 08. So like, right. Second, the, the second, economy tanks. the second to worst year for the economy. Cause I think the next year was the worst. Yep. yep. So I actually ended up working at, um, Staples for a while at the copy and print Ooh, center. So you got to do fancy word art for people. I know I did actually no, we out, they outsourced it. <laughs> so I got to print lots of things. Dirty little secret is that Staples does not do much of the design that you take there. For I don't design. know if it's a dirty little secret in so much as it's just a given. <laughs> well, for for people who take stuff to Staples to get designed. <laughs> don't sue me, Staples, please. I was a really good employee for like the year and a half I was there, I swear. Well, Office Depot and Office Max and all those do it. They send it to you know. little mom and pop shops and crappy places that have contract deals with them. Yeah. So... <laughs> We're being distracted by Jed here, who is, I think, drinking a glass of sherry. You're, oh, okay. You're doing all like Gatsby on us, like Leo. Just I'm like, waiting for you to the way he's. So people can't see. He's literally holding the glass like with a pinky out, three fingers on it, and then his pinky and ring finger on the stem to hold it up, like he's very fancy. I'm telling you, and he did the like the Gatsby thing. And I'm like. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> so back to Stephanie <laughs> while Jed tries to distract us uh, with his uh, whiskey. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're tooling around New York. You graduate at the worst possible Full time. time and to... I m- moved right back home. Ah. And then actually I was I stayed there for a few years. And then, um, you know, I was working at Staples. And then I actually was putting my name out there, sending like a ton of resumes. I'm pretty sure it reached triple digits at one point. Um, but then one day I got a cold call for a freelance assignment, like three months on site. And I was like, okay, sure. cool. So I wasn't quite sure about it. So I would go there in the morning, like seven, six thirty, seven a.m. I'd work mm-hmm. there, do my stuff. And then I would drive back in rush hour traffic and then work at like Staples till close mm-hmm. from like maybe six to close. So like 9 p.m. And so... That went on for about three months, but then apparently they figured out, or rather I basically emphasized, hey guys, I can do like print and web. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a major project, like a small major project that they wanted us. And then basically it just evolved into the point where they're like, just keep on coming until we tell you to stop coming in. And I was there for about four years. At any point did they like officially hire you on as a full-time um, person? Or did they they just, wanted to. Or did they just keep you on contract forever and break a lot of labor laws? Um, they kept me on contract for a few years. They wanted to hire me, but Always when I did the <laughs> when I did the calculations, it, I was you even were, with even with taxes, I was I was doing better as a freelancer. So gotcha. I just sort of I politely declined on that one. Nice. Um, and then maybe about two and a half years ago, I was looking for jobs around uh, D.C. for personal reasons. And then I got an opportunity because they saw my uh, body of work and my experience. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on over. And, and now you work at some super clandestine place that you can't talk, talk about. about. Look, they have like media. They have media rules. They like sent one out like last month. And I was like, OK, maybe I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> I'm very scared. I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm scared. 
Does it start with the State Department? Yes. No, it doesn't start. It's not, not in the government. It's private sector. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Why is there a black helicopter flying around? Um, Basically, my friend Rachel here is saying that I'm so going to disappear. So. Are you allowed to say what you do at this super clandestine? Well, place? I am a gra- like I said, a graphic designer, and I do um, print stuff. So like magazine ads, things like that, uh, billboards. Uh, little flying banners. Little flying banners. Like the ones, yeah, the ones that fall on houses and stuff sometimes. Oh, nice. Um, and um, really? yeah, there's one that fell. I'll tell okay, you. Okay, you got to tell that story. Um, okay, fine. You don't have to say what company it was. You just have to say, you know. Um, so apparently we had a flying banner and it, the c- coupling fell off the plane and it just sort of drifted gently to earth on someone's house. Like How I think it gently just, to earth. It only took out the gutter. Oh, well, that's not bad. The rest was actually fine, <laughs> apparently. Just waiting for it to, like, majorly crash through the... Uh, Into the earth. Yeah, or, you know, crush the roof or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it just took out the gutter, from my understanding. But that was pretty funny. Gotcha. And then we also do web stuff, so web banners that no one ever clicks. Does anyone like really that. ever click web banners? No. I say this as I, you know, I'm a creative director and I buy web banners all the time. Oh, no, so yeah. I, I mean, company. I make web, lots of web banners, but I also have ad block on my computer. So yeah, there me you too. Go. But I was the one millionth user. Oh. Where's my prize? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So kind of wrapping up, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Stephanie I over here. Because okay. I'm just going to differentiate you by last the first letter of your last name. All right. What is the best and worst advice you've ever gotten? And um, it does not have to be design-based. Well, I think one of the best pieces of advice I had I got was actually design-based. And one of the, it was basically um, at one of my... Uh, one of the staff, like, st- staff members in, like, the department I was in in college, she had stopped doing graphic design long ago, so she was more administrative, but she was just, like... She looked at my portfolio and stuff. She's like, don't sell yourself short. And I think that's an issue a lot of people when they start graduating, when they graduate. It's either like they have a self, like a big sense of self-inflated sense of worth or they sell themselves short. Never mm-hmm. sell yourself short. Um, also, don't be the douchebag. Don't, also, don't be the douchebag. Don't, don't oversell yourself either. But find that happy medium. Be confident in what you do. And eventually, like, work will come to you because... People, when you go to interviews and stuff, they can tell when you're confident about and assured of about your work, and that help. That I think that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. As for worst advice, oh gosh, um, God. Usually, I'm the person trying to tell people not to make bad decisions. So, um, I think the uh, the worst advice I think was after I had a beer. Someone was like, you should drink a white Russian next. That was a terrible advice. It's liquor before beer. Yeah, yeah. I was like 21 and young and stupid. Also, don't drink white Russians. You're not a 60-year-old woman. You don't know that. I'm looking at you right now. You're not a 60-year-old woman. I don't... I'm I'm Asian. Asian don't raisin, man. I was going to say that, but I figured it wouldn't be appropriate. Hey, you know, I went to lunch with y'all. We already put y'all at a separate uh, table, so that was... <laughs> That's true. That was just That's true. You know, fine. All right, well, I hope that my the bad advice I have received in the past helps someone somewhere, and they think twice about having a white Russian after a beer. Yes, don't, don't do that. Do not, you know, it's okay to... Don't mix, make my mistake. It's okay to mix races. 
Um, but don't mix liquors. That is that true. That sounded so horribly wrong. I'm going to cut that out. No, now you have to add that part. Like I'm going to oh, cut I'm it go- off yeah, now. Yeah, I'm going to. I will. Oh, I'll keep beautiful. all the embarrassing thing in. It's it's not okay to set the all the um, people who have color in their skin at a separate table, no matter how unintentional it is. That is co- oh, so sociologically. That's called inherent bias. I'm not going to let it die. Oh, no. Because we all realized it when we all, I mean, both tables were just like, what the? And then Jordan came. I do want to point out that everyone who has melanin (laughs) in their skin sat at the same table together before all of the white people sat down, too. No, you guys got there first. I didn't. I was the last one through the door. Dustin. No, it was Dustin's fault. I sat down. I I looked at Dustin. And, and he looks at me, and he's, and he knows something. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God. I'm like, yeah, you see the brown, pe- you see the brown people here? In the corner. Are we still recording? We are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that Jed gets picked up on this. So. <laughs> you want me to do this? Okay. <laughs> it, it was so awkward. And we're, so, all, it's okay. it, we're all we're friends. We're all friends. <laughs> yeah, and then Jordan. Well, and then Jordan the just goes in directly in the Jordan. middle. So but he had, like we but he had to get his chair. He had to colored. get his own chair. <laughs> yeah. Jordan had to bring his own chair to the table. This um, is true. But we're and all friends here at Weapons of Mass Creation. Exactly. We all love each other. The the, the inherent bias that there may have been um, was unintentional. Was completely unintentional on both sides of the fence. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe the white guy, really, the really like translucent. You can see his veins through his arms. I shouldn't point it out. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> we have a picture. So, so Jed, I want you to explain this picture. There is physical evidence of this inherent bias because I just, I'm like, this is a little proof. So on the left side of the picture, it's me, Stephanie I, Stephanie S, and Ryan. This is. The brown people, a la to the right, it is Lenny, Jason, Brittany, Mitch, Lydia, Lydia, Dustin, possibly like the whitest names. <laughs> hey, Jordan's a pretty white name, and he's an Asian guy, so let's, you know. So it's like... His last name is also longer. Yeah, it's true. So it's... It's it, it's It was just... It just happened. I'm like, wow. <laughs> we talk so, about the real heavy issues here on this podcast. Yeah. So getting away from the awkwardness. Um, where can late. we find you online? <laughs> um, I um, I have a website that has not been updated in like a dog's age. So that might be that might change what do you now. Against dogs. They're fluffy and cute, but that was they age really fast. Towards dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> I have a dog. I have a token dog. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's not dinner. I Do promise. you have like five cats and then you got one dog or something? <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. So anyone, my website has not been updated in forever, which means I probably should update it soon. Uh, it can be found at steph-art.net. But I'm more active. Also on GeoCities. At- <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, yeah, I was, I was Angel Flyer. Oh, yeah. Because oh, okay. um, GeoCities, I think, shut down. <laughs> Archive.org. Um, to the interwebs. 
Uh, I can also be found, and I'm a little more active on there on Instagram at at cornucopia. Um, C-O-R-N-Y-C-O-P-I-A. Okay. And I thought it was clever at the time, and I still maintain it's actually clever. Oh, yeah, and I'm actually sitting here next to Stephanie I, who you've heard in part one, and we've decided in various... It's getting more and more serious. We were joking we were going to have something called Steph Squared, but I, it's... it's, it's we don't have that yet. We have to I actually buy the website. Okay. I will edit that out. Edit that out. Okay. Um, so keep it secret. Keep it safe. Instagram, your corny. Copia. I thought it was clever, and I still maintain it is. And then Twitter, Dribble. Um, oh, on, tw- on Twitter, I am Steph on the run. And, and the same on Dribble. And the same on Dribble, but I don't have posting rights, though. So I'm kind of like, I've made it through well, the door. Well, I can fix that. Oh, okay. You got me? Okay. Either one. Doesn't matter. Well, apparently after this podcast is live, I will be active on that too. Yes, but it is also that. Steph on the Run. Um, but as of right now, I am in. I got through the door. I'm in the vestibule. I'm just waiting for them to check my ID. We will check your ID. Appreciate it. Um, here in just a second. Awesome. Thank you, Steph. Right, thank you. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter at Creative SOPod and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative South GA or over at CreativeSouthGA.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Podcasting can get expensive with hosting costs, upgrading equipment, and traveling to events, not to mention the lavish lifestyle of champagne and caviar, 6,003 count sheets, and entourages. That's why we've started a Patreon page where you can help support the Creative South podcast and our extravagance. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else, Creative South podcast stickers, t-shirts, and you can even get your own podcast episode. So please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.